Well, good morning once again, Crossroads. Thank you so much for, for tuning in and uh, worshiping with us today. I trust you're having a, a great morning. Uh, Pastor Gary and Marcy managed to get away this week for a little bit of vacation, uh, but they will return next week as Pastor Gary opens our sermon series entitled Curious. So make sure you're here for that. It's my privilege this morning to get to share God's word with you, and we're going to be looking at a very familiar story from the Bible. It's the account of Jesus calming the storm on the Sea of Galilee. And if I could sum up the message this morning and condense it down to seven words, it would be this. Be still and know Jesus is God. You know, I don't need to spend a lot of time convincing you this morning that we are in the midst of a storm here in our nation. The, the winds of COVID-19 continue to blow. Rioting continues unabated on the streets of, of many of our major American cities. And, you know, there's this ideological war which is raging across our land and really I believe, threatening to divide us like never before in our history. You know, not to mention the fires burning in Northern California and, and this devastating hurricane, which has, which has come through you know, most of Louisiana and, and, and parts of Texas, and our prayers are, are with those citizens there. Well, in addition to you know, all that is happening in our nation, the reality is, is that each one of us each one of you, you have your own trials. You've got your own struggles. You have your own storms, so to speak, that you're facing. And thankfully, this morning, as we will see in God's word, Jesus promises to be with us in the midst of those storms. And it is his desire that we, as his followers, would experience his perfect peace regardless of the circumstances around us, regardless of, of what we might be going through. And it's my prayer for you this morning that any fear, any anxiety that has maybe crept into your life would be driven out and overcome with an unwavering faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. So with that being said, Let's look to God's word. Uh, we're going to be in the gospel of Mark chapter 4, looking at verses 35 through 41. It should be on your screen or open your, your Bibles and follow along. We're going to read through the whole passage um, together. Verse 35, it says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. They awoke him and, and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have 
no faith. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Will you pray with me one more time this morning? Jesus, we thank you for your word. God, I pray you'd give us open ears and understanding hearts so that we might hear and apply what you are wanting to speak to us this morning. God, be exalted, be glorified as we look to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, our passage began with the phrase, on the same day. And if you were to to look to the beginning of chapter 4 there in the Gospel of Mark, you, you would see that this day for the disciples began just like many other days. They went out with Jesus down to the seashore there on the Sea of Galilee, where inevitably crowds would gather to to hear Jesus' teaching, to to get prayed for, get healed of any diseases they might have. And it was on this specific day that the crowd which came was so massive that Jesus decided to get in a boat and and push out a little ways onto the lake, creating a, a bit of a buffer zone between himself and the pressing masses who were crowding around him. So Jesus taught there from the water with a multitude on land, listening intently to every word that he spoke. And as the end of that day approached, Jesus gathered his disciples and he gave them some simple instructions. He said to them, let us cross over to the other side. And so gathering their things, preparing the boat, the disciples departed with Jesus heading for the eastern shore on what seemed like a perfect evening for sailing. But before they arrived, they came face to face with a storm which was unlike anything any of them had ever experienced before. You know, even today, the the Sea of Galilee there in Israel is is prone to these sudden and severe windstorms. The lake itself, it, it it sits at 600 feet below sea level. It it makes it the lowest freshwater lake in the world. Not only is it 600 feet below sea level, but it is literally surrounded on all sides by by hills and mountains, with with Mount Hermon, the largest or the highest mountain in Israel, just to the north. And oftentimes when this cool wind descends from, from Mount Hermon and other mountains in the area, they come down and they meet the warm air rising from the Sea of Galilee, and oftentimes the result are these intense winds, which, which just causes the sea to churn. So the disciples, by no means, would have been surprised by a storm that day on the sea. These, these guys were little, literally raised on the water. But this storm, again, was, was beyond anything they had experienced. This storm literally caused them to fear for their lives. They were, in fact, certain that they were about to drown. So I ask you this morning, what storm do you find yourself in? Have you come to a point in your life where, you know, sometimes you just feel like giving up? Do you feel your your strength is diminished? Do you feel that fear and that anxiety rising up within you as you as you observe all of the chaos going on in the world? 
or maybe in, in your own life. Well, briefly this morning, I want to focus on four truths, four observations from this passage in Mark, which I believe if we will take them to heart and apply them in our lives, it'll alleviate that fear. It'll remove that anxiety and cause us as Crossroads Church to rise up with an unshakable faith in Jesus so that we can experience that peace that he wants to give us, so that we can can get through any storm that we might be facing today or in the days to come. So number one, our first observation is that when the storm, or that the, the storm came despite the disciples' obedience. The storm came despite the disciples' obedience. Again, you know, as that day ended there on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus gave them the command to depart. And, you know, I imagine they were probably exhausted. You know, quite likely they were, you know, looking forward to a quiet evening, maybe getting a hot meal and just relaxing for the evening. But instead of, of protesting Jesus' simple command to, to depart, um, they followed his instructions. They set sail and began to, to cross over to the eastern side of that familiar sea. And in the midst of their obedience, the storm hit. In the midst of their obedience, the storm arrived. Now understand this. Oftentimes, as we are walking in obedience to God's word, in obedience to Jesus' instructions, we too, like the disciples, are going to find ourselves in difficult circumstances. You know, somehow we have been led to believe that, some, for, you know, that, the, that the storms we encounter in this life are somehow due to our disobedience, due to us missing the mark. You know, if we're going through challenging circumstances, we, we convince ourselves that, that somehow we have abandoned God's directive for our lives, and that is why we're experiencing what we're experiencing. Now, don't misunderstand to walk in disobedience produces a whole different kind of storms in our life, but we also need to realize that the storms we face in this life often come despite our obedience to his word. And listen to this, even because of our obedience to Christ. Now I think about the brothers and sisters that we have all around the world and how this truth is, is so real to them. I think of the, the thousands of, of Muslims who are, who are coming to Christ and immediately facing persecution, being disowned by their families, and oftentimes even killed for professing faith in Jesus Christ. The storm came because of their obedience to God's word, their obedience to Christ. Love this quote. It says, better to be with Jesus in the midst of a squall on the open sea than to be without him in the perceived safety of the harbor. Better to be with Jesus in a storm than in the safety of a harbor without him. You know, we as followers of Jesus Christ, we should not be at all surprised that we face difficulty, that we face storms in this life. Jesus declared it plainly to his disciples he declares it plainly to us today. He says in John 16, in this world, you will have tribulation. It's just a fact of life. 
Peter says it this way in 1 Peter 4.12, Do not be surprised at the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing were happening to you. Peter's saying, don't be surprised when your faith is tested. Expect storms to hit. They're a part of life. So our first observation, the storm came despite the disciples' obedience. The second observation is the storm raged, but Jesus rested. The storm raged, but Jesus rested. I love to to replay this scene in my mind. I picture their boat there being just completely tossed by the wind and the waves, and the waves are crashing up over the side. Water is literally filling the bottom of the boat, and in the back in the stern is Jesus sleeping through it all. And you know, this, this to me is a, is a reminder that although Jesus was fully God, he was also flesh. Jesus was human. You know, he experienced everything we experience. He experienced hunger. He got thirsty. He was completely exhausted at times, and yes, even Jesus needed his sleep. He fully experienced life as a flesh and blood human being. In fact, the author of Hebrews puts it this way. He says that Jesus understands our weakness. Jesus, our our high priest, understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings that we do, but yet he did not sin. And then it closes out saying, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, for there we will find grace to help us when we need it most. We need God's help at this time. And boy, we're reminded that Jesus experienced life just like we do. Not only does this, does this give us some insight into Jesus' humanity, but it reminds us that Jesus possessed perfect peace. Through that storm that night so many years ago on the Sea of Galilee did not worry Jesus one bit. When he woke up, he, he didn't begin frantically bailing water out of the boat or strapping a, a life preserver on. He didn't panic. Instead, he looked directly in the face of that storm and brought peace the situation. Likewise, today, Jesus sees the storm that our nation is in. He's not surprised by it. He sees the storm that you're walking through, and he's not surprised by that either. He's not worried at all at what the outcome is going to be. He is at perfect peace, and he wants us also to experience that peace. You know, Jesus, he He gave the disciples that command to to cross over to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And he fully intended to get them there. The question is, what has Jesus instructed you to do this morning? What work has he begun in you? Hear me, he fully intends to complete what he has started. And no amount of Opposition, no onslaught of any storm can in any way deter his commitment to you. 
So our first observation, the storm came despite the disciples' obedience. The second observation is the storm raged, but yet Jesus rested. And the third observation this morning is that the storm exposed the disciples' limited abilities. Again, as you know, several of these disciples were experienced fishermen who were, who were raised on that body of water. They had been through storms before, and I, I, I have no doubt they were very confident in their ability to, to navigate these waters. You know, and I imagine that night they did all that they could in their own power to somehow make it through that storm. But they were utterly and completely unable to deal with it. And eventually they, they concluded that all hope was lost and they were indeed about to die. And sometimes, sometime after recognizing their hopeless situation and believing that, that death was upon them, somebody glanced over and saw their leader. They saw Jesus sleeping in the midst of the storm. And being in the panicked state that they were, I, I picture them walking over to Jesus and shaking him out of their sleep, or out of, out of his sleep. And I imagine probably Peter blurts out this accusation at the Lord. He says, Master, don't you care that we are about to die? Master, don't you care that we're perishing? Have you ever been there? Have you ever been so frustrated and discouraged in your situation that you find yourself wondering if God even cares, if he even sees you? you know, I think we've all had those moments in life where, where it's one thing after another and, and we find ourselves wrestling with doubt and, and wondering, God, do you even exist? You know, you might, be, you might be tempted to think at times, you know, surely, God, if you were there, you would not allow me, me to be walking through these circumstances. God, if you were real, you would bring an end to this pain. You wouldn't allow all these things to be happening to me and to my family. You know, he's right there in the midst of those questions, in the midst of those doubts and those frustrations you might be having. And, you know, I, I cannot explain every action of God. I don't understand why he allows the storms to rage so long sometimes in our lives. All I can do and all you can do when you find yourself in a panic, wondering if he cares, wondering if he is there, is to cast yourself at his feet in absolute surrender to his plan and to his word. I didn't put it in your notes or on the screen, but... This quote came back to me when I was studying, and I encourage you to write it down, hide it in your heart. It simply says, when you don't understand God's ways, trust his heart. When you don't understand why God is allowing what he is allowing, you must trust his heart. You must trust his, his ways. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all our care upon him, for he cares for you. You know, I believe that one of the main reasons why God allows us to, to go through the storms which we go through in life is so that we will learn 
to be fully dependent upon him, upon him. He wants us to recognize that we can't do this life on our own. We can't navigate these waters that we're in today by ourselves or through our own strength. John 15, 5, Jesus speaking to the disciples the night before his crucifixion said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Again, Jesus wants us to be fully aware that our own strength is insufficient for the challenges ahead, but his strength is more than enough. His strength is sufficient for us. That leads us to our our final observation this morning. The storm revealed Jesus' unlimited power. His unlimited power. After being shaken from his nap there on the Sea of Galilee, Jesus arose that night and the scripture tells us that he rebuked the wind and the sea and said directly to the storm, peace be still. And in an instant, the wind stopped blowing, the waves stopped uh, crashing, and the passage declares there was a great calm. At that moment, again, I try to picture it in my mind, what the faces on the disciples must have looked like. All you could hear was the heavy breathing of of these fishermen who thought they were about to die and the dripping water off of their drenched clothing as Jesus brought peace to that situation, as he brought peace and great calm to that storm. Know this this morning, wherever you are, whether you're at home, driving in your car, wherever you might be, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus' power and his authority is the same today as it was that night on the Sea of Galilee. And when Jesus speaks peace to the storm that is raging in our lives, it likewise must submit Just like that storm that night on the Sea of Galilee submitted to Jesus' power, so the storms in our lives and in our world, which are raging all around us, also must submit. Jesus' power and his authority is unmatched and unlimited. Nothing is outside the authority of Jesus Christ. He possesses all authority. We must understand that today in this world that we live in. Jesus said it himself in Matthew 28 following his resurrection and and just prior to his return back to heaven. He's he's instructing his disciples and preparing them and, and he says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. You know, there are a large number of people in our country today who are attempting to destroy all forms of authority. They are attempting to destroy the authority of our Constitution. They are attempting to destroy all authority of law enforcement. And most serious of all, they are attempting to destroy the authority 
of the word of God to destroy the, the, the values, the morality, the standards that make our nation great. You know, I don't know what the days ahead hold for our nation. We're not out of the storm yet. I believe there are some extremely challenging days ahead in the near future and and in the long future. But there is one thing that I am sure of. I know beyond a doubt that Jesus Christ is king. And he is not going to allow the assault on his kingdom to continue forever. There is coming a day, be absolutely sure, that Jesus is going to take up his rightful place here on the earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. I love Philippians chapter 2. It declares plainly that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Well, you might be thinking, you know, that's all fine and good. I believe, yes, that someday Jesus is going to return. He's going to make all things right. But what about today? What about the storm that I find myself in at this very moment? When is my storm going to end? You know, I wish I knew. I don't. Only God knows. The question for us is, isn't when is my storm going to end, but rather the question facing each one, of us, each one of us is, will we trust him? Will we trust Jesus? Will we rest in the fact that Jesus possesses all power and all authority over every situation and circumstance in our, in our world and in our personal lives? Horatio Spafford was a businessman in Chicago in the 1800s. He and his wife, Anna, were blessed with with five children and and a thriving business there in Chicago. And uh, one day they they found out their, their son was very sick, and eventually he died from pneumonia. Not too long after that, in the same year, much of their business was destroyed in the Great Chicago Fire. A storm hit their lives, and sometime after that, the Spaffords, they decided that they were going to travel to Europe. And the day came that they were set to depart, but some situations arose there in Chicago, and Horatio decided he was going to stay back and send his wife and, and four daughters on ahead to Europe, and he would join them uh, a few days later. Well, as they were on their way, you may know the story. Anna and the four daughters, they were about four days into their journey on the Atlantic, and, and their ship was hit by another ship. The entire vessel eventually went down, and all four uh, daughters died. Anna herself was found clinging to, to some of the wreckage of the ship and uh, eventually was, was rescued and, and made it to the mainland. And as she got there, she sent a, uh, or wired a message back to her husband in the States, and she simply said this. She said, saved alone, what shall I do? When Horatio got that message and learned of the fate of his daughters, he, he got on the next ship to Europe to, 
to join his grieving wife. And as he was on his way, the captain of the ship informed him that they were nearing the point where he had lost his four daughters. And as he was on the deck, looking up to the heavens, wondering why, God, why has this happened? A song was birthed in his heart, and and that song has blessed millions of people from that day until today. You might remember it. This is how it goes. I wanted to read through it. It says, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. God got Horatio through his storm, and he will get us through our storms as well. And sorrows, they come. Tragedies strike. Storms inevitably are going to rise in our lives, but when we determine to trust him, when we recognize his unlimited power, any storm we may face will immediately lose its power. The winds may continue to blow, but they will no longer move us. The fires of affliction may continue to burn, but they will not have any effect upon us whatsoever. You see, we're not alone in the fire. We're not alone in a small boat on a raging sea. Jesus is with us. If you remember nothing else from this message this morning, remember that. Jesus Christ is with you. I love this passage from Isaiah 43. It says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. You know, our storms, they may not end as abruptly as that storm ended for the disciples that night. But rest assured, when Jesus says, peace be still, the storm will end. The storm will submit. Well, regardless of when that moment comes, regardless of when your storm ends, you don't have to wait to experience God's peace. Jesus wants you to experience his peace right now at this moment. You see, peace is not obtained by having perfect circumstances. Peace is obtained by knowing Jesus is with you even in the midst of imperfect circumstances. As Ephesians chapter 2 declares, he himself is our peace. Jesus is our 
peace. Do you need peace this morning? And determine to fix your eyes upon him. I think about Peter in another passage on the, on the Sea of Galilee. You remember when Jesus comes walking to, to the disciples there on the water and, 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 and Peter calls out to him and begins to walk out and he was doing fine as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. But once he started to look at the, the waves around him and, and pay attention to the wind blowing, immediately he sank. And in that moment he called out, Jesus, save me. And he did. It's a reminder to us As we walk through these storms, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Isaiah again declares, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. He will keep us in perfect peace. Well, back to our story. And in closing this morning, I I again love to imagine just the utter calm in those moments following Jesus rebuking the sea that day. And as Jesus looked around at his disciples, you know, I, I love to imagine the, the look of shock on their faces. And he asked them two simple questions, and he's asking us those same questions this morning. The first one was, why are you so fearful? You know, they, they had been through a lot with Jesus even at that time. They had seen his miracles. They had observed his power. Asks them, why are you so fearful? Then he looks at them and he asks them, how can it be that you have no faith? Oh, I pray Jesus is not asking that question this morning today. I believe he, uh, and I hope he's not asking that question of crossroads. Where is your faith? Why is it that you have no faith? And I believe he's not. I believe we as a church are indeed rising up with an unshakable faith, an unshakable trust in Jesus Christ in the midst of these challenging circumstances that we're we're faced with. In the final verse of the passage, I love this. It says, And the disciples feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? See, at this moment, the disciples' fear went to a whole new level. It wasn't the same kind of fear. They were no longer fearful of their lives, but that fear was replaced by an awe and a wonder as they considered just who this man was that they were following. I believe they began to realize that this Jesus, their teacher, was no mere man, but rather he was indeed the Son of God who possessed unlimited power and who possessed all authority. Do you know him this morning? Is Jesus Christ in your boat this morning? If he is, there is no reason to fear. We can be fully confident that whatever he has asked us to do, Again, whatever work he has begun in our lives, he will bring it to completion. If he's not in your life, if he's not in your boat, let me implore you, now is the time to come to Jesus, to call out as Peter did, Lord, save me. 
Lord, forgive me of my sins. I look to you for salvation. I guarantee you he will come into your life and you will experience a peace like you have never known. Allow him to come in. Turn from your sin. and Look to him for salvation. That is the only place of safety in our world today. In the arms of our Savior. I want to close with a passage of scripture from the Psalms. And I encourage you this week, try to read it every morning. Maybe set it to memory. Hold on tenaciously to the truth here in Psalm chapter 46. It's not the entire passage, but a good portion of it says this, God is our refuge and strength. He is our very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our Is he your refuge this morning? I trust that he is. If he's not, you can pray right there in your home or wherever you are, or you can contact somebody here at the church. We would love to to talk to you and and, and help you in your your new commitment to Jesus Christ. Well, Crossroads, thank you once again for being with us this morning, worshiping with us. Enjoy his peace this week, no matter what you might run into, no matter what storm you might face, remember he's with you. He possesses unlimited power and unlimited resources to help you, to help us in our time of need. God bless you. Have a wonderful day and a great week.